Welcome to the Maple Grove Scripture Reading Podcast, episode 24, Ecclesiastes and Song of Songs. Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Script Reading Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Spencer. This week we finished reading through the wisdom literature in the Bible as we read Ecclesiastes and Song of Songs. So let's just jump right in. Meaningless, meaningless, says the teacher. Utterly meaningless. Everything is meaningless. That's the second verse of the first chapter of Ecclesiastes, and right off the top, you get a pretty good idea of what the theme of this book is all about. As you read through, or as you read through Ecclesiastes, you will see a number of situations pondered on by the teacher, all coming to the same conclusion, this too is meaningless. In chapter 1, verse 14, he says this, I have seen all the things that are done under the sun. All of them are meaningless, a chasing after the wind. Have you ever tried to catch smoke in your hands? Well, that's the image he's presenting here. So what we see over the course of 12 chapters is a discussion from the teacher over many aspects of life and his conclusion to those that they are meaningless. For example, for example, in chapter 2, verse 1, he says, I thought in my heart, come now, I will test you with pleasure to find out what is good. And so he continues as he's talking about um, you know, testing with pleasure in verse 10. He says, I denied myself nothing my eyes desired. I refused my heart no pleasure. My heart took delight in all my work, and this was the reward for all my labor. Yet when I surveyed all that my hands had done and what I had toiled to achieve, everything was meaningless, a chasing after the wind. Nothing was gained under the sun. Then he looks toward wisdom in chapter 2, comparing it with madness and folly. In verse 12, he says, Then I turned my thoughts to consider wisdom and also madness and folly. What more can the king's successor do than what he has already than what has already been done? I saw that wisdom is better than folly, just as light is better than darkness. The wise man has eyes in his head, but the fool walks in the darkness. But I came to realize that the same fate overtakes them both. Then I thought in my heart, the fate of the fool will overtake me also. What then do I gain by being wise? I said in my heart, this too is meaningless. For the wise man, like the fool, will not long, will not be long remembered. In days to come, both will be forgotten. Like the fool, the wise man too must die. So even though he recognizes that wisdom is better than foolishness, in the end it doesn't really matter because we all face that same fate of death. In chapter 4, he turns and looks at the injustice in the world. Starting in verse 1, again, I looked and saw all the oppression that was taking place under the sun. I saw the tears of the oppressed, and they have no comforter. Power was on the side of their oppressors, and they have no comforter. And I declared that the dead, who had already died, are happier than the living, who are still alive. But better than both is he who has not yet been, who has not seen the evil that is done under the sun. And I saw that all labor and all achievement spring from man's envy of his neighbor. This, too, is meaningless, a chasing after the wind. He concludes this little section here in chapter 4 by saying that the dead are better off than the living, and really those that haven't been born yet are better off than both. 
over and over in this book, we see the teacher look at life in this world, and he just kind of takes it apart, saying that things that we strive after are meaningless, the chasing after the wind. But near the end, the teacher tells his readers to remember their creator as they age. In chapter 12, verse 1, remember your creator in the days of your youth, because the days of trouble, before the days of trouble come, and the years approach when you say, I find no pleasure in them. One commentary says this, to forget the creator of youth is to invite bitter regrets and an empty existence in old age. To remember the creator is to follow the path of wisdom and extend the joy of life. So basically the teacher is telling us to remember the creator because we will face days of trouble and yet he will always be there for us. We need to remember the Creator like we did in our youth when there was so much less to worry about in these days of as we age and you know you just have more and more stress and, and life just kind of put on you. That is when you need to truly remember God and, and His work in your life. Now, the book concludes with these two verses in chapter 12 and verse 13 and 14. It says, Now all has been heard. Here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it is good or evil. What has been put forth in Ecclesiastes, that everything is meaningless, might fill you with despair or, or make you just not care about life, really. Um, but the conclusion that the teacher puts forth is different. He instead says to fear the Lord and keep his commandments. Keeping the commandments humbly, it's our whole duty. Even though chasing after the things that he mentions is meaningless, following the Lord is not. He is our constant. We should always strive to serve him with all of our being. Okay, so that finishes up Ecclesiastes, and from there we make an interesting move into the Song of Songs, or as some call it, the Song of Solomon. Now, I'm going to be honest, this is the first time I'd ever read through Song of Songs, and I did not really have that many verses that stuck out to me as I was reading through this Hebrew love poetry, except in chapter 4. Um, because Song of Songs is like this guy and girl who are are trying to get together, and but they you know they just are complimenting each other and showing their undying love for each other and all of that. But in chapter four, the guy is describing the beauty of his lady in some interesting ways. Verse two: Your teeth are like a flock of sheep just shorn, coming up from the washing. Each has its twin; not one of them is alone. I don't necessarily get Hebrew poetry very well, but this just kind of stuck out to me as weird. And honestly, it was pretty funny. Um, I mean, it really seems like he's saying that he's glad she's got healthy teeth and they're all there. But there's also a part where he says, you know, a little bit later, where he says that her nose is like a tower. I just don't get it. And I'm sure in ancient Israel this makes, makes way more sense than it does to me. I, but I don't know. Um, what do you think about Song of Songs? You should let us know. <laughs> um, next week we're going to get back to the prophets as we begin reading through Jeremiah. You know, if you'd like to continue this conversation, check out the episode 24 page at our website, maplegrove.church slash scripture. Thanks, everybody, so much for listening, and we'll see you again next week. 
Thanks for listening to the Maple Grove Christian Church Scripture Reading Podcast. You can find more information about us at our website, www.maplegrove.church. You can also follow us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MGCCBtown. If you like the podcast, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or the Google Play Music Store. Thanks again for listening.